Somebody say after me, if a man therefore is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. All this is from God. Now listen to me. What scripture is that? What chapter? 517. Chapter 517. Alright, what about Romans chapter 323? Shall we read together? Yes. For all have and then 623. What does it say? And the gift. You see how easy it is? Hallelujah. If you don't know where you are coming from, you cannot know where you're going. If you don't know where you are coming from, you cannot know where you're going. If you don't know how you are giving birth to, I'm sure you cannot know how you get a destiny. The history of mankind is that all men have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, including myself and yourself. But thank God for God. Hallelujah. God became flesh. Amen. And he made his dwelling among us. We beheld his glory. Even the glory of who? Of his one and only. Full of what? Uh-huh. And what? Uh-huh. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? Hallelujah. <laughs> what scripture tells you that? John 1 what? No, 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 16, 14. Go back now. Let's go and look at John 1. We read it from verse 12 because verse 12 is you. Shall we read together? Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become what? The next verse. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of husband's will, but what? Born of God. I love it. If you are born of God, will you answer me? Come on, let me tell you what's awaiting you now. The next verse. Shall we read it together? The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Seeing his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of what? Full of what? Did you see full of curse there? So where do you get it from? Not from Jesus, certainly. Jesus cannot give what he does not have. That's what tells me that the Jesus that we serve, not some other people, our own Jesus, according to the word of God, is full of grace and truth. And that's what he can give. He can't give what he doesn't have. He's not a God that is full of curse or curses or generational curses. Really, when I was looking at the word generational curses, I discovered that. In the lineage of Jesus Christ is Rahab the prostitute. Huh? When Jesus was conceived by Mary, the husband of Mary put Mary aside. So he would have suffered rejection in the womb. You know, some people would say that, that, that if the husband, you know, didn't have a dispute with the woman, the child in the womb can have, can be suffering psychological rejection. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what they say. But not so with Jesus. It can be so with you too. I want to help you understand the difference between affliction and curse and blessing. And the root that leads to affliction, that leads to curses, 
and the root that leads to blessing. But for the past days, I've been helping you to understand, according to the written word of God, there is no curse for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. Because that scripture tells me that the word became flesh and when we made his dwelling among us, he dwell among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came, who, uh, who came from the Father, full of grace and of truth. But this is different from the other one that I will talk about now. The one who brought the curses. Curses came by Moses. Not by Jesus. But if you look at the next verse tells you. Let's read together. John testified concerning him. He cries out saying. This was he of whom I said. He who comes after me surpasses me because he was before me. Alright? Let's read on. Maybe we'll get more information. Shall we? Excuse me. Hold it, hold it, hold it. When we read the word of the Lord, we read it synchronized. Amen? So that it can have the vibes and the power. That's what Satan trembles for. When we read the word of God, allow with confidence. So we're going to read that scripture. What does it say? From the fullness of his grace. Say it again. One more time. Now I'm telling you there are two dispensations. The dispensation of Jesus tells you here that for you to receive progressive blessing, you must increase in the fullness of grace of God. Because when the fullness of the grace of Jesus come upon you, then you will produce one blessing and then another. In Jesus there is no curse. Neither can anyone in Christ Jesus be cursed by witches, by warlords, by man, by devil, by beast. If you are in Christ Jesus, no one has the authority or power, God has not given anybody power to curse you. And this scripture validates that to say, from the fullness of his grace. So what should Christian be looking for? The fullness of the grace of God. Because there is progressive blessing in it. But you see, the Bible did not stop there. He made a distinction next. Let's read it. What did he say? For the law. Yes. Who did the law come from? And then grace and truth. Excuse me, the law came by Moses, so curses. Curse is he who does not continue to obey all the laws written in this book. So, law came by Moses and curses. All the lecture on curses and generational curses, they took it from Moses. Alright? Curse is the man who does not continue to obey everything in this book. Alright? But grace and truth came through Jesus, right? No curse at all. You will never see anything like generational curses mentioned by Jesus for those who are born again. Or those who follow him. Really, he fed the hungry. Who came to look for him? 
If he is so gracious as to feed, feed the hungry who will, who will crucify him, how will he then apportion curses to his own elect who are his sons? That does not make sense to me. Anybody who believes in that sense, then he must have believed in nonsense. Am I saying something to you? <laughs> I always like to provoke those who are in law among you. No, 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 no. wonder where we stopped yesterday. Can you remind me where we stopped yesterday? Therefore, there is no. Uh huh. Uh huh. For in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So, this John 1.17 tells you that law came by Moses. But Jesus Christ did not come with law. He came with grace. And you attain grace by faith. You attain law by observance. Am I talking to you? Now let me help you understand. Anybody who lived under law must come under curses. But anybody who lives under grace can never. There are two jurisdictions that does not cross line. It is not possible, whichever way you put it, for that for them to cross line. People should know, if a Christian is afflicted, don't say, God curse me. Don't say, somebody curse me. No, 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 they can't curse you. No one can curse the image of God. And I will show you God's philosophy about curses in a minute. But you need to understand this first. Now, this law that brings curses, yesterday, we read from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 13 to 22. This law, remember that now, you have this knowledge, law came by Moses, grace came by Jesus Christ. Yes? So if I say Moses, you say what? Law. If I say Jesus, you say grace. So Moses, Jesus, I can't hear you from the back there. I said Moses, Jesus, say it again. Moses, Jesus, Moses, Jesus, who is your savior? So you don't come under law. The president of Nigeria cannot make a law that will bind me in England. But Ricky Sunak. Am I talking to you? If I join the army, I join British army. Because there are two jurisdictions. When you are in England and somebody was shot dead in Nigeria, they cannot come and arrest you in England that somebody was shot dead in Nigeria, and that person is related to you, so they are arresting you. I think the British government will do something. I was a Nigerian, now I'm a British. I think they will do something. How dare you think that Satan will put a curse on you and Jesus will keep quiet? Now, understand. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> whenever you mention law, as I go, remember Moses. Whenever I mention grace, remember who? Okay, now, let's see what happened to law when Jesus came. Verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Jesus. That's far away from God. 
For he himself is our peace, who had made the two one, and had destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law. Excuse me. So if law came from Moses, Jesus put an end to the law by abolishing it in his own body. Taking it to the cross so that grace can be given to mankind. So that it is not by faith that you are saved, not by observance of the law. That's the reason why all the lifting courts you are reading now. Don't you see blood, 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 blood. Can you imagine a church where everybody, all of you will be bringing blood? Excuse me. The altar that we make at the entrance of the church, certainly many of you know to pass it. That will be all sacrifice, every day, sacrifice, every day. And yet that blood cannot take away sin. It covers their sin, waiting for the one who can forgive, who will lay his life down, a holy righteous blood who died for mankind. So this scripture says to me that that law, <clears throat> we read it yesterday in this scripture, uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 15. Jesus abolished in his flesh the law with its commands, commandments and regulations. And I told you, those of you who, who read a little bit about law, understanding that the parliament make the primary law, but every council will have to make their law in line with the primary law. And we call that secondary laws. Are you with me now? So, whether <coughs> Satan made the law, and all the demons that are sent all over the world made their own law in line with what Satan did, or has made, Assign demons into every Christian so that they too can just do and undo. Come in, let me say something to you. The law that they could rely upon came from Moses. That is, if you do this, this is what will happen to you. So they will take that law and afflict people. If you do this, this is what will happen to you. Demons will take the law and afflict people. Curse is anyone who, who sleeps with an animal, it will make him curse. Curse is any man who sleeps with man, it will make him curse. Curse is any woman who sleeps with woman, it will make him curse. Satan make him curse. Uh, curse is a child who, 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 who disobey or who curse his father, Satan will make him curse. So all the curses that Moses made, that's what ruled in the kingdom of Satan. That is what Satan stand upon to oppress humanity. Apart from it, there is nothing. Am I talking to you? <clears throat> but the Bible tells me that when you become a Christian, Jesus abolished the law <clears throat> for you. If Jesus abolished the law for you, and all his commandments and regulations, which are the secondary laws that came out of the primary one, what is his purpose? His purpose was to create in himself, in Jesus himself, one new man of the two. The purpose why Jesus abolished the law of Moses is to create a new man from himself, which is you and I. Whether Jews or Gentiles, once you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation, all laws are passed away, all things have become new. And I'm talking about law passing away in the sense of every curse and every complication that came with law. Whether your forefathers did something, your ancestors did something, and Satan will look at it from his own Ouija board and say, yeah, 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 you are from the ancestor of this person here yeah, because they know every issue of man. 
Okay? They have been here before your forefathers came. The devil have been here. And he's still here when we leave him. Until God will judge him. So they have all the information about us. When you go to a medium, what the medium just does is they consult some spirit and they tell him all history about you. Because they have the coded history about you. Okay? Apart from the plans of God for you, they cannot access. Am I talking to you? So, now, if the devil now brings all these accusations, according to the law, it is written, this, if you do this, uh, this is what the, the ravager must do, this, this is what the ravager must do. The moment they mention your name in their Ouija board, somebody appears in your stead. His name is Jesus. I read to you yesterday, he took your place in sin, and he took your place in curse. Therefore, there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because in Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life, a new law that governs the kingdom of God, set you free from the old law that governs your life, according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. You are no more under that law. So, it does not matter who is the medium on earth, who cast the spell. His mouth will burn. You see, you should not be afraid of people who say they have juju. No, nonsense. Paul said that we know they are nothing, isn't it? You just read a few days ago, when Paul was talking about eating whatever they give you and, and stuff like that. He said, we know that the idols are nothing. And you can see, see some Christians, they are still afraid of shrine. They call the place a shrine. And you, hey, hey, you be very careful. You must be very careful. We are going to a shrine to go and preach to somebody who is, uh, who is a warlord there. Oh, we need some prayer and fasting. Who, who, who said that to you? You need prayer and fasting because you are going to the place where there is nothing. Paul said, we know that these things are nothing. Isaiah 44, I think is what it says that it says it says those who those who worship idols are nothing and the things they treasure are worthless. It says those who will speak for them are blind, their eyes are plastered over. You are going to a man who is boasting of demonic power. The Bible says his eyes is plastered over. If he's still talking and he's walking, you just say plaster over and the eyes will be plastered. You have been told that your eyes is plastered over. What can you see? You can't see anything. Just say, take your plaster and then it's plastered over. But some Christians are afraid of them because of all this teaching in the church that put fear in you. So, if there is no more law, the law is abolished. Every curses that Moses pronounced is no more when it comes to a Christian. Alright? Separate your test of faith from affliction from Satan. To curses. For curses is never your portion. Amen. Amen. Am I talking to you? Yes. Let me give you more. Some can say that, but they have been praying for some people conducting deliverance and they are, they are manifesting demons. I don't know where they come from. I've never seen angels manifest demons. Oh, oh, excuse me. Have you seen an angel? They pray. In the name of Jesus. And you begin to pray. <laughs> angel. 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 Have you heard that they conducted deliverance for an angel? Oh, you're not answering me. <laughs> Say no. But who are you? The Bible says you will judge the angels. Excuse me. I think if angel will stand in front of you to be judged by man, how can that man now be condemned by Satan? If the, the man can be condemned by Satan, and Satan can oppress the man, then they should have more power to oppress the angels. You know why angels cannot be oppressed? They know who they are. 
by God Almighty. Do you know why Christians have all this nonsense? They don't know who they are. Because they have been deceived by false prophets. Excuse me. Someone did something but said, the devil make me do it. They need to ask him, can you describe the devil that made you do it? Is he a man? Is he a woman? How does he look? <laughs> Excuse me. If you someone did something bad, a Christian, I say, why did you do it? He said, the devil made me do it. The devil just spoke through his mouth a lie. Because the evidence of the Bible tells you that when you are tempted, let no one say, God tempts me. Neither can the devil tempts you. He said, but when you are led by your own evil desire, Satan sold idea to you, then you now change the patency. And you now own it. It's your own patent. Satan suggested to your mind. But you are the one who now accepted the suggestion and now became your own patent. Before that suggestion can make you do something. By the time you commit the act, where is Satan? He's looking at you. Go on, go on. Mm -hmm. Son of God, go on, go on. You will meet me here. Go on, go on. Okay? And that's the reason why Satan cannot be guilty of your offense. You are not on the law. That's the word of God. Let me give you one more scripture about this obliteration of the law, of the old law. I think... If I read this completely to you, it says his purpose was to create a new man. One man. In there, thus making peace. And it's in, the, in this one, one body, he reconciled both, the, the, both of them to God through the cross. By, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to those who were far away. And peace to those who were near. From, for through him... We both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Somebody say, Amen. I have access to the Father. God is my Father. Come on now. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Built on the foundation of what? The apostle and what? The prophet with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are what? Being built together to become what? A dwelling in which by what? God lives in you by his Holy Spirit. Tell somebody I'm a, I'm a, work, in I'm a, I'm a work in progress with God. <laughs> yes, God is working on me. He's working on me. What will become of me? Satan had not seen it. All these ones I've seen is just a joke. It's just a joke. The devil doesn't know what God will do of you. What he will make of you. And you know something about God. You may just be sitting down this pew right now. And, uh, uh, well, thank God for apostle. I will soon thank God for you too. Amen. You know why I say thank God for apostle? Because apostle is manifesting. God has worked over me for years. You know, over 60 years working over me. Yes. But it doesn't have to be number of years. You can, accept, you, can, you can attain the height just by three months or one year of committing to, to the Lord. 
That's what is that Jesus talk about. You know, the workers that were, that were employed, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the, he said at the end, one hour to close, at the end he gave all of them one day, the same dinner. Am I talking to you now? So, it could take me 60 something years to get to the height I am, but it could take you three months and you get there. It's the condition of your mind that determines your height. I want to convince you that the law of Moses when, when, when it's applied to Christians, it has no more effect. You have that now. They said that Jesus took it away. Let's look at the book of Hebrew. I saw something in Hebrew. Hebrew. <clears throat> okay, before we go to Hebrew, because this will have been my conclusion. Now let's go to Hebrew. Hebrew 8, and then I'll conclude with Romans 8. It's very interesting. Hebrew 8, Romans 8, Hebrew 8, Romans 8, Hebrew 8, Romans 8. Now let's see Hebrew 8. Now I began to say this. The point is the point of what we are saying is this. We do not have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of his majesty, the majesty in heaven. And who serves in the sanctuary, the true tabernacle, set up by the Lord, not by man. Every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. And so it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer. This is Jesus. If he were or not, he would not be a priest for there, are, for there are already men who offer the gifts prescribed by law. They serve at a sanctuary that is a copy of and a shadow of what is in heaven. But this is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. See to it that you make everything in accordance and according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. You know, let me say this to you. I just recognized that very recently the word pattern, pattern, pattern was abused in the church of God global. Isn't it? So well, if, you see, if you see a particular pattern of the life of your father, it means that what happened to your father is going to happen to you. You, you, you heard them say it on television. Nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Total nonsense. You know, this guy just pray on people and they, they, will, they, will, they, will, they will read it through, the word of truth, but then they will apply it to their lies. And if you are not smart in God, that is, you know the word of God, you will have gone with them and say, oh, that's a revelation. It's not a revelation, it is a dubiousation. Dubiosity. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is talking about anywhere you see pattern mentioned in the Bible, it is applied to what is in heaven to be done on earth. It says, but the mystery, but the mystery, the ministry Jesus had received is as superior to theirs, that is the Old Testament priest. Now, what I read to you from 1 to 6 about the Old Testament priest, that the priests of Old Testament, they must have a gift or an offering to offer before the Lord. But it says for the, and the, the, the operating athlete, athlete tabernacle, it says, but, but for Jesus Christ, 
is different. The ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenants of which he is the mediator. Uh, yeah, the, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is a mediator is superior to the old covenant and it is founded on better promise. Mark that verse. The ministry of the old is less than the ministry of now. That's why Jesus said in the book of Matthew, that in 21, he says that the least of you he says, among all men born of wom- by woman, no one is as high as John the Baptist. And Jesus said, but the least in the kingdom is higher than John the Baptist. So it means that John the Baptist is higher than Moses, is higher than Elijah, but you are higher than all of them. I would mean now. So, and this is what is validating it, that the ministry of Jesus Christ is higher than the, is superior to that of Moses. And we can read it like this. Moses' ministry was inferior to the ministry of Jesus. Yes. Similarly, the covenant of Jesus is superior to the covenant of Moses. Which means the covenant of Old Testament, the Old Testament is inferior to the New Testament. Are we together? Come on, say amen if you get me. Good. I want to show you something. If I show this, I can go and rest. But will I rest? Answer me. I can't hear you. Say it again. You will know the truth. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, the important thing in this very verse 6 is this. That this new ministry of Jesus is based on better promises. I love it. You know, I was looking at all the promises of God in the New Testament. All the, all the promises of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. And of course, sometimes he reiterates some promises of the old to revalidate them for the new. Hmm? I discovered that his promises are classified in law as what is called undertakings. Let me give you an example. Whatever you ask in my name, you shall receive it. That's an undertaking. An undertaking is an enforceable promise. If anybody gives an undertaking, that person, whether he likes it or not, must fulfill it. If you fulfill your condition, the conditions attached to it. I would together now. You shall lay hands on the sick and the what? They will recover. So what do you do? Lay hands on the sick. Recover in the name of Jesus. And he will do it. Okay? Someone says to me that, but I have been doing it. It didn't work. It's you who didn't work. The word works, but you didn't work. Excuse me. Because if you work, it will have happened to you. Because it happened to others, some of us. And so, you need to know, this new covenant is founded on better promises. It's not founded on generational curses. It's not founded on deliverance. Because Jesus took your place in curse, he took your place in sin. All sins. 
He forgave the sins of you and your father to the sin of Adam. I told you yesterday, if the cross of Calvary forgave all the sin of Adam, he jumped everybody. Because they don't matter. Everybody along generation don't matter. He went straight boom to Adam and he destroyed that sin over you. How can he leave the intermittent sin? It doesn't make sense. And the scripture never said that. So there are better promises in this new covenant. Thank you so much. I love that. I know you English people, you love listening. <laughs> you are great observers. Okay, now let's reason together. I will continue. Verse 7. Shall we read verse 7 together, please? For if there have been nothing wrong with... Excuse me. So he's talking about the covenant of Moses and the covenant of Jesus. The covenant of Moses is what that brought the priesthood. And so, the Bible says, if nothing was wrong with that covenant, then why do we need a new one? If the Old Testament can take us to heaven, why should Jesus come at all? If the Old Testament can deliver us from Satan, why should Jesus ever come? He has no reason to come. But the other covenant is faulty. And I'm going to show you this. When he says this statement, that there was something wrong with the old covenant, God found fault with the people and said, No, 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 no. Go back to the verse 7. For if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. Look, look. I told you the case about England, Jakpa from European Union. Yesterday. Yes. Jakpa is Nigerian Jakpa. So, whatever gave me, we just bolt out from European Union. Why? Because there was something wrong with the legal system under which we operated the European Union. Let me tell you what is wrong. In British legal system, there is parliamentary sovereignty. But in European Union, no. European Parliament sovereignty. So, now, we English now felt, how could someone else sit in Belgium and make laws over us? Really, our Supreme Court is no more supreme. Because... Under European Union, the ECJ is supreme. Come on now, we got to think twice. Are we not selling all our birthrights to the European Union? Some guys said, and they, and they started. You see, Parat have been fighting this case from the 90s. Anybody who did law will remember that. So it's not something new. He fought in more than 25 years. But at the end, he was able to convince everybody that, hello, Something is wrong with the covenants with Europe. And so, we japa. <laughs> we bolted out of European Union. Now, let me tell you. ECJ may say to our Prime Minister, what you are deciding to do with um, um, the emigrants to... Um, this country, Rwanda, is contrary to law. But UK have no obligation to such law. We left. 
They can say it, we left. That's how Satan may claim on you, but you are no more with him. Because you are no more with him doesn't mean he will make claim. No, because he knows, the devil knows that the covenant, the old covenant, you are no more under the old covenant, which is law. It does not mean that Satan will not try to accuse you by law. He is the accuser of brethren. But you have to know in your head, in your brain, this is the devil. Whenever he comes with law, you say, no, 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 no. Satan gets him behind me straight away. I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me. All things are new. Are new. I separate my problem from curse. Because if you are not under law, you can never be cursed. Something was wrong with the Old Testament. Do you know what is wrong? It is the man, the priest. The Old Testament, what is wrong with the Old Testament is the priest. The priest is always committing sin. So the priest has to do sacrifice for his own sin. And when he's entering into the Holy of Holies, they will tie bell on him. So if he did not do well on his sin, it is his corpse they will bring out from there. The one who is going to beg for your sins and my sins, himself carries his own sin. And he will first go and make atonement for his own sin. Before now, he now said, Lord, what about your children? Something is wrong. Because the people to implement it have faults. They are mortal men. That's why the Revel- Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says that no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the law of sin and the law of spirit of life set me from the sin of death. They now say, what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the flesh, Christ did it. So, in the Old Testament, they are weakened, the covenant is weakened by flesh. Those who run it, they are human beings, flesh and blood like myself. They are prone to seek, to, 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 to uh, sin. You confess your sin to the Reverend Father, who does not confess his own sin to? He to commit sin. Am I talking to you? So, and that's why he says that that covenant has a fault. Verse 7. Now let me help you further. Verse 8 now says, But God found fault with the people and said, The time is coming, declares the Lord. And this, what I want to read to you, takes you out of Jerusalem curses. The time is coming, declares the Lord. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with your forefathers. I did that again. It will not be like the generational covenant. It will not be like your generational curses. The covenant made with forefathers, under it is curses. And God said here, the new covenant will not be like that covenant. It is a new covenant because the old covenant has fall. I needed the blood of the righteous for the new covenant who has no fall. I cannot rely upon mankind again for this covenant, but I can rely upon God became man <laughs> and took away the sins of the world so that everybody shall be, shall be free. You know, like, like uh, Pilate said, that is, is, uh, uh, the, 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 the high priest said, it is, is it not good for one man to die for the sins of everybody? By the way, the philosophy of sin or phenomena of sin or psychology or whatever G of sin, let me tell you. Who sinned first? Adam and Eve. Isn't it? Yeah, both of them are the same. 
it, it, it Eve then to Adam, but they are joint collaborators. Now, this is it. This is what I'm tell you. When Adam and Eve sin, one man, then sin came to everybody. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It does not. It does not matter your religion. You believe that. Muslim believe that. Hindu believe that. Everybody believe that. One man sin, and everybody sin. Then, how can you not be convinced that by one man's death and resurrection, every sin of the old forgiven? Forgiven. Excuse me. How can we not understand therefore that if by one man we are all condemned, by the righteousness of another man, if we run into him and be bathed by him, we are all righteous. We were all sinners because we were bathed by Adam and Eve. Because they are sinners. Now when you are in Christ Jesus, you have been rebirthed by the righteous one, by the holy one, by the immortal, the invisible, the only the only wise God, the one that angels adore, he gave back to you. So if he gave back to you, how can, not, can you not understand the gene of Jesus, his righteousness, is inside your body. I want to see the devil who will tell me it's not. I'm coming for them. God will bless this house. You know why I say that? You will send me and others. There are places that we should go. Our voices should be heard across the globe. You can imagine how many millions we free hearing this word of truth. Something is working in your body. Forget it. Presenting your body as what? A living sacrifice. Don't worry about what is working in it. Take it to Jesus and say, Jesus, this is your body. Bless him in the morning, bless him in the evening. If that thing is working in you, no problem. You are working in God. Change the way you walk and walk in Jesus. And watch whether that thing will remain. If you remain, there must be an angel. Let me show you something. You're going to finish this. So, what did he now say? Verse 9. I will not, it will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by hand and led them out of education. You see these people? Because they did not remain faithful to my covenant and turned away from them. And I turn away from them, declares the Lord. Shall we just stand up on our feet and read verse 10 together with boldness? Shall we want to go? This is the covenant I will make. Uh-huh. Say it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No longer. Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. no, no wonder our children When we are singing praise You see them carry ribbon and begin to dance Those children know the Lord They know the Lord They know the Lord It is the word of prophecy of God From the least of the Amen They know God Some of them see visions They come and tell apostles This is what I saw And it's correct there is a new dispensation. 
An infallible one. Now, let us read verse 12 together. For I... Uh-huh. Say it again. And remember... I love it. Now, finally, verse 13. Let's read again. Bye. I know that you understand the legal implication of the word law made obsolete. It's still written. It's never taken out of law book, but it's non grata. It has no effect any longer. Sit down, please. Put your hands together for the Lord. The God who frees, who sets free. <laughs> because of those who are watching us, I think we began to read from verse 9. And let me read again to you. I will not be, it will not be like the covenant I made with them, God says, with their forefathers, when I took them by hand and led them out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant. And I turned away from them, declares the Lord. Now this is the new covenant. Verse 10. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind. They did not see it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. We have the mind of Christ. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their heart. On their heart. That's why when we worship God, we don't need to worship God through a priest. Priest is finding his own way in worship. You too, you are finding your own way in worship. We will all meet in the heavenlies, but in the heart of the Father. The children are finding their own way and worshiping the Lord. And nobody teaches them. And you can't say, all these children, when you ask them to sing in, in, in school, they will just sing. Uh, <laughs> what is that, the song again, the choir? God is fighting for us in the name of Jesus. Everything you did, shout it loud. Teacher, shout it loud. <laughs> That's, if they tell our children to sing in, in school, in primary school, all those children in kindergarten, yeah, they, they believe that everybody knows Jesus. They will just be singing. Because the Bible says so. No longer will a man teach his neighbor. Or a man teach his brother, say, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. Now, finally, for I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. So, and this takes us back to where we stopped. That Jesus took your place in sin. And he took your place in curse. Now, if there is no sin, there is no basis for curse to be. Alright? There is no basis for curse to be. Well, look at that. 
But then, keep this verse 12 in your mind. It says, I forgive your wickedness and remember your sins no more. So it means that if God forgive my wickedness, he has forgiven the wickedness of my ancestors who were really wicked. You know? I told you a little bit about them because one, one, one hour is not enough for me to talk about them. What I know about my ancestors. Hmm? I should do a seminar on, I title it, My Ancestors. Your ears will hear. <laughs> but let me say something to you. <laughs> this scripture tells me that God forgave my wickedness. So all the wicked things we did when we didn't know him, he just forgave them. All sins. He distinguished wickedness from sin. Well, hmm? I don't know. The major difference between wickedness and sin. I don't know. Because sin is wickedness, and wickedness is sin. But God distinguished wickedness from sin. Maybe sin is the, man, the, the lower level, and wickedness is higher level. But we committed both. <laughs> Am I talking to you? <laughs> Who knows whether, whether if we even tell some lawyers, they may tell you that it's men's real and actors real. Uh, but we committed both. We have intention to sin, and we committed the sin. You have the action of sin. But whatever it is, it was. Somebody decided to forget. Someone decided to pay the ransom. Someone decided to, took my, to take my shame. Someone decided to take my poverty. He decided to take my confusion. So why should I be confused? And it says, by calling this old covenant law, by calling this, this new covenant new, he has made the first covenant, which is law, obsolete. And what is obsolete... And aging will soon disappear. You need to understand that. Because some people may not understand. This is a legal word. The word law and obsolete is a legal word. When the, the, a law is obsolete, they don't take it out of the book. It's still written in the book. But it has no effect any longer. So if you have been misunderstanding this very word, you better know it. That this is what it means. Some can say that, but it's still there. But it's obsolete. You see, generational curses and the God who, 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 who punished the sins of the father to the fourth and third generation is still written there. But it's obsolete. But it's all still active for those who are not born again. Satan will bring it. Because when he look at you, I see, see, see the blood. Ah, he will go and call the rest of his boys. Come on, guys. There is work here. They will invade that person. And you can feel like your grandfather, feel like your forefathers, and your front fathers, or your back fathers. But when you are born again, Satan says, oh, his father used to be this. Come on, let's go. And they come. The moment they get near to you, they will see a shield around you. <laughs> we cannot go for that. The Bible says, if the devil shall come against you, like a flood, God will raise a standard. No weapon force against you, we prosper. And every tongue that, that opened their mouth to condemn you in judgment, they shall be condemned. He says this is the inheritance of those who fear the Lord. And their vindication from me, says the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm not talking about anointing, I'm talking about the word of God. 
I'm talking about your new identity since you got born again. One of the brothers said to me, Apostle, you know, my bladder was trying to run. And, you know, I always have this problem when I want to wee. I will run. Or it, it, it can come out by itself. He says, and I remember. I says, I command your bladder to stop. Stop this nonsense. And he stopped. And he said, he now walked majestically to toilet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, you can't come until I tell you to come. Yeah, yeah. And the bladder obeyed. And when he got there, then he said, you can come. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. That's the kind of faith I love. Whatever you call your condition is what it will be. I was I, I rejoiced so much when he told me that. Now, if you go finally to conclude about these cases, because the law is obsolete and you don't live under the law because you are not from Moses, you are under Jesus Christ. You live grace. All right, remember from the fullness of his grace we have all received blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing for law came by moses but grace came through jesus so for those who are in christ jesus there's no more condemnation for those who are in christ jesus because the law of spirit of life rules in the kingdom it sets you free when you enter the kingdom from the law of sin and death so that to you who is born again the law of sin and death the law of sin and curses is obsolete it has no effect it's not greater. Why should people tell you that you are still under that law? It must be a lying spirit from the devil. I should have been cursed. Do I look like one? Like <laughs> you look like somebody cursed. <laughs> I don't think I look like it. I'm busting curses all over the world. When I enter the midst of idol worshippers, you know, they, they, they freeze. They, their eyes change. Terrible fear entered them. Uh-huh. Mm. They are the ones who have been scaring people. You know why? There is something inside you and me. He, that, that thing only needs to look out through the windows of your eyes. And when you look at them, your eyes will soon change. That person who is inside, they will soon peep through the eyes. If they keep on looking at you, you stare at them too. You will discover that they will blink and they will run. Any, no matter what power they carry. That thing in you is Holy Spirit of God. It's Holy Spirit of God. So therefore, you can now understand John chapter 8 verse 36. Shall we read it together please? John 8, 33, 36. So, if the Son... So you can understand that scripture very well then. Because all the laws of sin and death that could hold you and I bound is obsolete. They don't, they don't have no effect over us. So if the Son therefore set you free, that you are saying, you are free indeed, for there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You got that? Look at the book of Promise. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Come to me, all ye who labor, who are worried and burdened, or who labor and heavy laden, and you will find rest for your soul, or I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. This is Jesus speaking. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, not curse, for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. 
So, what is the condition? This is one of the undertakings that Jesus gave you. Come unto me, all you that labor. What is the condition? Come to me. That's the reason why the Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous will run into it, and they will shall be what? Saved. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. From on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. That's a deliverance from the enemy. Not deliverance minister. Not deliverance conducted. It is he who lives in Mount Zion that delivers you. His name is Jesus, King of Zion. Am I talking with you? Let me give you more scriptures. Then you can understand the book of Galatians before we go into the rest of it. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Shall we read together please? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So if Jesus redeemed you, which means you have been, your ransom has been paid, that's redemption. Which means that Jesus took your place in curse. That's what the Bible says. So if he took your place in curse, why should someone else break the curse that Jesus had taken from you? He took your place in sin and nobody do deliverance from sin. The same Jesus took your place in curse. He became a curse for you. How can you ever believe that that curse that Jesus became and took is still remaining? I cannot understand. God forgive them. Do you know the procedure of how Jesus did it? The procedure is very clear. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. No. We would look at it now. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us in the kingdom of his son, he loves. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. There are two kingdoms operating on earth. The kingdom of darkness and the Bible refers to them as dominion. And the kingdom of Jesus is son, which the Bible calls a kingdom. Tomorrow, I will talk about the, the two kingdoms. But for now, I want to, to, I want to sink in you that you cannot be cursed. So, that scripture says here, He rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son he loves in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin excuse me this is talking about two realms dominion is a realm and anybody under the dominion is a servant to the one who rules the dominion but the kingdom is a realm and it says here that dominion is ruled by darkness is the kingdom of darkness but the, 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 the kingdom that he had brought to the realm, he had brought us in salvation, is called the kingdom of God. The seat of our kingdom is in the right hand of God in heaven. 
That's the state of our kingdom. You are in agreement with me? Of course, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 tells you that. You can read it. So now, if you have been rescued from the dominion, why should dominion claim ownership of you? I see some people, they say that they are born again when they are conducting deliverance. Someone will say, that, I am the second wife of Satan. And I say, ah, hey, put microphone in his mouth. Tell us more, tell us more. <laughs> may, may you never hear the news of the devil. The devil is always a liar. No man marries Satan. Satan is a spirit. Jesus says that the sons of this are married. But when we die, we are like angels. They do not marry. They don't have sexual organs. And someone says that, that Satan has sex with him. Nonsense. Nonsense. Come for lecture. I'll tell you how it happened. I know how they do it. I'm from a wizard family. Oshoniwali. It's man. Demons have no sexual organ. If you have a dream that somebody is having sex with you, it's not a spiritual thing. It's a man. I repeat myself. Man. <laughs> Anybody who was a witch before here, if you are a wizard, raise your hand. There is no hand. Are they absent? Please go and preach to them so that they can come to church. They will have a fun what I'm telling you. Sometimes they will just fly and be going on their rampage. And they just decide, let us land here and just take some blood. That's the time that people in their dream, you feel that somebody is, something is pressing you so hard. You try to move, you couldn't move. They just landed. It only needs a man who is solid in God and say, Jesus! And you see, boom! They will flee with terror. With terror. That's the reason why two things you must not but do. The Bible I give you every day. Just four chapters. Read it. Meditate on it. It doesn't cost you 30 minutes. You guys are fast readers, not slow readers like myself. If I can read it, then you should read it. Tell the discipline yourself. And pray. Pray. At least three times a day, bowing your knees before your God. Not standing and talking, talking to God all the time. Bow your knees sometimes. And some other time, prostrate before Him. Oh Lord my God. Oh Lord my God, I worship you. Oh Lord my God, I thank you. Oh Lord my God. Have you seen a king you don't bow before? When they say worship, worship is not standing. He is prostrating. That's meaning of worship in Hebrew. In church, we can't get all of you to be prostrating. Because we don't have room for that. That's why we let you stand up so that's health and safety. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when you get to your closet, who sees you? You are naked before your God. I'm not saying you strip physically naked. Because some people, if anybody tells you that this prayer you want to pray, you need to strip yourself naked before God. It's occultism. It came from Ushu. And say, you just strip yourself naked and pray that prayer at 3 midnight. Ah! If you do that kind of prayer, you have prayed to the demons. Because it's not in the Bible. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered my name, he said, whatever you ask in my name, anytime you just feel like praying, he said, I'm there. It's not until you... He even said, rend your heart, not your garment. And I will say, sweep your heart, not your garment. 
that. Ah, you have to come and do some prayer. You have to stretch, remove all your clothes and then stand. Satan. Satan is medium. And somebody says that. Ah, that prayer, you have to go to the beach to go and pray and face your God in the beach. It's demonic. It is occultism. We practice it in occultism. Someone says that ah, you have to go to the mountain and then you begin to read this prayer. That prayer is satanic. Because only, the Bible says we do not know what to pray as we want to. The Spirit of God will teach you what to say. Listen to me. If anybody attaches prayer to any physical thing, it is magic. Whenever you are praying, face this altar and God will answer you. It's a lie. You can face the east, you can face the west, you can face the north, you can face the south, you can face up. God will answer you. The God of Christian will answer you anywhere you face. It is not by where you face that God answers you, but the name by which you ask and your heart. All those things are occultic. You don't know it. This rod is anointed. Pray to it. It's occultic. It's occultic. As, as Moses raised the rod in the in, uh, in wilderness, I've told you that Moses is obsolete. I showed you in the Bible now. I don't follow Moses. Moses couldn't die for himself. Talk less die for me. This is how Elijah did it. I'm not Elijah. Jesus said I'm greater than Elijah and Moses. I cannot demote myself to come and be doing what Elijah did. When there are better things, better covenant, on better promise, I want to dig more into the covenant and know more of this covenant of Christ. Am I talking to you? Anything that you did not see Jesus say, if you follow, you are on your own. Tell somebody, thank God it's Friday. Change your gear to gear too. <laughs> Hallelujah. (laughs) I love the man of Galilee. For he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven all my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. Come on now. Come on now. Let me finish about curse. Let me introduce you to it. Now we have known here that in Galatians 3.13, Jesus took the curse. He became the curse. Why did he become the curse? Look at verse 14. Shall we read it together please? He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Have you received the promise of the Spirit? Say yeah. It is by the Spirit that you are born again. Can I just, because I'm very much conscious of your time, I know we are coming tomorrow and I want to pray you tonight. Therefore, for every one of you who are under my voices, or my voice, I want you to, you may ask me, that all these things, that we are hearing, where did they come from? They came from the spirit of deception. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, it says in the last days, 
many will abandon the faith, Christian faith, Christian practice, and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. And of course, you've just read it in Thessalonians that this, the, part, the secret power of the lawless man is at work now. Am I talking to you? You see, that's the reason why the Christianity of many people don't work. But Christianity works. You have to do it Christ's way for it to work God's way. I respect all the knowledge you have, you have collected. If they are different from what I'm saying, they are just not to waste your life and time. Come on now. How many of the people do have encounters of God? None. None. If you have encounters of you can't talk those nonsense. Diminish God and reduce the work of the cross to nothing. Placing yourself in the place of the Messiah who took their curses. Presenting yourself as if you have more power than the power in the blood of Jesus and the power of the covenant of the cross. Excuse me. That is very dangerous for a person who does that when he dies. You will soon wake up into a place where you don't expect yourself. That God did not send you to replace him before his people. He sent you to show his people what he had provided in the kingdom. May God not be disappointed over us. So Colossians 2 verse 8. Paul says something to verse 12. Shall we read it together, please? See to it. Let's read it again. See to it. Say it again. Now, before we go further. It came to my spirit. There are some people who don't go to church anymore. Because they believe that, they claim that, you know, this, this bishop did this, that apostle said this, I did this. You know, I want you to know that you have one life, you will die only once. When you die, Jesus will tell you, did he tell you to follow man? Yeah, he told you to follow me. He said, follow him. It is only Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So whatever anybody does, if they are doing nonsense where you are going, get away from there. If you don't know what to do, lock up yourself for three days. No food, no water. Ask God, where should I go? Where should I go? Before you ask him for 24 hours, he will give you a vision. Uh-uh! He will give you a vision. This house started by open vision. I told you. We were together on Friday, on Wednesday, 28th of February, 1989. And uh, 1990. And on Wednesday, God said, look at this building. And I saw it. Open vision, like television. Some of us, instead of watching horror film, we watch what is happening in heaven. Hallelujah. (laughs) Watching love film. People who don't don't know how to give love. They are acting as if they are the best lovers. And you two are watching it. I say, who is demonstrating? What do you want to learn from him? That time you are watching film of liars. Huh? And they give them Grammy Award by lying. That's the distinction PhD in lying. Got the Grammy Award. Deceive the whole world. And then now they are taking you to virtual, they call it reality. There is no virtual that is real. 
I will consider this stuff. Those are the things that hinder your sight from seeing into the realm of angels. Pluck your eyes away from it. Glue your eyes to what is written. Don't let anyone take you captive by nonsense, hollow, deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition or basic principles of the, this world rather than of Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity live. How? Let's read that verse. For in Christ, all the fullness. You know, deity, that is God. Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. Now, let me tell you the second part. Now, we read again the next verse. Anna! You too. Excuse me. The way we are reading is like from a bully We are going to read it together. <laughs> we are going to read it together. Shall we together? And I have been given fullness in Christ. Why did Satan fall before Jesus? The fullness of God that lives in him. Why do demons run for Jesus? They see God in him, the fullness of God inside him. And my Bible says, you and I have been given this. Jesus didn't go to heaven with it. He doesn't need it there. He emptied it to us. You and I have been given the same fullness. I love this. In Christ, who is the, give me King James Version in that place. I want them to hear principalities and power because some of them will not understand unless they hear principalities and power. Shall we read that piece all together? And ye. Uh-huh. Finish. Go back to my NIV. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, can I just equate it? If I say what lives in you, you can tell me the fullness of God. Yeah? So what lives in you? Come on, why are you looking at me? What lives in you? In your belly is the fullness of God. Because the whole thing that God was, God is, and God is to come, lives in Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, He had given it to you to believe in Him. Only by faith can you access the operation. It is by faith you can operate the, manif- the manifestation. That's what He's saying. It lives inside you. Whether you know it or not, it's inside you. God, in, in, He lives in you. He said, I stand at the door of your heart and not. If you open, myself and my father will come in and stay here. In John 6, uh, 16. If God, if Jesus promised that him and his father will come and make their home with you. And someone is telling you that you need deliverance from what? From God? You need deliverance from God? Garbage it. If you have been teaching such, you will not have excuse before the Lord. Because you had me tell you. You don't preach to be popular. You preach only for the Son of God to be popular. When mortal men will know him as the earth, they will manifest his fullness as they should on planet earth. And this season is for the manifestation of the fullness of God. And before we pray, I say, 
Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Shall we read it together? Let's stand up together and read this now. Shall we read it together? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. So we're going to first pray against every yoke. Deceptive, hollow deceptive philosophy. Ideologies that Satan, you know, develop in human beings. And they've sold it to our generations down the line. Everyone in church. You know, when I teach you tomorrow about curses, I'm going to teach you about altars. You know, they said that, um, you know, they have been preaching a news message now. That the altars of your father's house, you have to go there and destroy it. They want to leave London and go to your village? <laughs> uh, if you are going there for evangelism, I hear that. But yes, assuming you are going on the way, and an angel of the Lord meets you and says, Oh, son of man, where are you going? He said, I'm going to my village. So that's great. And he said, that, What are you going to do? I'm going to destroy the altar. The angel will ask you that which of the altars? Is it the one of God? Because in your village there is no more altar. Jesus paid the price. When I will look at that tomorrow, you'll be shocked. That those things are lies of the devil. The people who preach it, they preach them so that they can take money off you. Am I talking to you? So that they can, they can manipulate the word of God and milk you and skin you and put fear in you so that they put themselves over you. And when they put themselves over you, it's the same thing that, that uh, which doctor do, medium do. You'll be afraid. Anything they tell you, anything they call you, you go... You will lose the whole of your mind. That's what they are for. They are messengers of Satan. They are not messengers of God. And anyone under my voice who have heard this message, you are free from it. We are going to pray. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. We are going to pray that everybody who is still bound under our voice here, whether in this hall, whether outside, we break the chain of the devil. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. We break the chain of the devil. We break every false teaching. We destroy them in the name of Jesus. Decept, hollow deceptive teachings that comes from the devil. We destroy in the name of Jesus Christ. All the philosophy that take people captive, every deceptive philosophy that take people captive, we destroy, we destroy. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Command freedom to your life. Command freedom to your family. Command freedom to your external relation. Your husband, your wife, liberty, liberty, liberty in Jesus. Every enti- anything that the devil has used to entangle you, begin to destroy over your children. Command them to be broken. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. No longer to be subject to yoke of slavery. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. against you. Begin to command liberty. Every demon that manipulates human mind will pay the blood of Jesus against you. The blood of Jesus against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus against you. Every manipulation of hell we plead the blood of Jesus against you. We plead the blood of Jesus against you. deception. We plead the blood of Jesus against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus against you. Begin to pray. Every 
spirit of weariness. We rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Spirit of confusion, of mind, depression, go now. We command you to depart from the people. People shall no more be depressed. We free every mind and every soul. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. The chains of the devil be broken. Fetters of Lucifer be shattered. Let every one of you open his mouth and pray. Do not keep your mouth shut. Don't, don't, don't. Just, just keep on praying. Speak it. Let your mouth say something. Heaven is marking you as you are praying. Because we are declaring the counsel of God upon the earth. Set the captives free, Lord. 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 Let the captive be set free. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Set the captives free, Lord. Set the captives free, Lord. Brata babalo broto sikeye madonde. By the blood of Jesus. 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 Set the captives free, O Lord. Let's begin to pray for the mind of people to be set free. Plead the blood of Jesus over our mind. Every ideology that is not of God. Holy Ghost, send your fire into our mind. Into the mind of our children. Into the mind of all our members. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Whatever the devil has planted in our body, in our mind, in our heart, let us pray that Holy Ghost fire will destroy them. Holy Ghost fire will destroy them. Holy Ghost fire will destroy them. Pray and say, Holy Ghost, send your fire into my heart. Send your fire into my mind. Send your fire to my body. Send your fire to my mind. Send your fire to my heart. Send your fire to my body. Send your fire to my heart. Send your fire to my mind. Send your fire to my body. Destroy everything the devil has planted. Whatever Satan planted in my family, Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Whatever devil has planted in my churches, Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Holy Ghost fire destroy them. It was for freedom. It was for freedom. We command every member of CFT be free. Be free. Young and old. Be free. Young and old. Be free. In the name of Jesus. Be free from the deception of Satan. Be free from demonic spirit. Be free. In the name of Jesus. Be free. Enter into the liberty that God had made available. Stand firm in the name of the Lord. Stand firm in the name of the Lord. Pray for strength to stand. Strength from God to stand. Every communication that Satan set around us begin to command them to be destroyed. Around our children, we command them to be destroyed. Every communication that the devil has set around our people, we command them to be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says the strangers shall be weary. And they will run out of their hibernation. Strangers shall be weary. Strangers shall be
shall be weary. Strangers shall be weary. Strangers shall be weary. Satan will weary you. Demons of hell in the name of Jesus. Be weary. Run out. 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 In the name of Jesus. Run out. In fire of God. Run out. With the fire of God pursuing. Run out. Run out. You foul spirit. Come out. In the name of Jesus. Run out. Back to hell. Let there be liberty of the blood of Jesus. Liberty of the cross of Calvary. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Every attitude that the devil introduced to our spirit, to our mind, we destroy them by fire of God. We release the fire of God from heaven and destroy them. Every stony heart in our children, not in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says God had covenant with us and our children to a thousand generations. And so we enforce this over all our children, over our generations to come. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, you have no ground. You have no hold. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. By the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. I can hear your amen. Look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 and verse 8. Let me say this to you. Satan thought that he would get our children. He's joking. <laughs> He's joking. He that lives in heaven shall love. The covenant of God with the righteous is enforceable over the will of the devil. Yes. He says you and your children shall serve the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. If any one of them have gone to the world now, he just went for experience. Good. God that good experience. And then you went, you will come back. God will double cross you. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at what he says in Ephesians. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. In accordance with the riches of his grace, and he lavish on us, that he lavish on us with all wisdom and understanding. There are three major words there. Grace, wisdom, understanding. Alright? Now your prayer point is from this scripture and the book of Isaiah 11 verse 2. And the spirit of the Lord shall be upon you. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, 
and power, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. We are going to pray, Lord, lavish your wisdom over me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. In this age and time, we need lavishous wisdom of God. Lord, lavish your wisdom, Lord, over us. Give us understanding. Oh, Lord. The Bible says in Daniel 1, 17, and to those three young men, God gave the knowledge of all literature and the knowledge to interpret dreams and visions. And so we ask, oh God, we need that knowledge in this time to interpret dreams and visions. We need that knowledge to excel in our human knowledge, in our career, in our businesses. We need knowledge to understand the knowledge above knowledge of man. Lord, to excel in understanding. In the name of Jesus, we come, we command. Memory loss be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Memory loss be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Lavish your knowledge over us, Lord. Lavish your wisdom over us, Lord. Alzheimer's disease be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Lord, lavish your wisdom. Lavish your grace. Piriante sacabaladia. The spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, discretion, discernment. Let it come, Lord. Let it come, Lord. This is your month, the month of Christ's faith tabernacle. Let it come, Lord. Knowledge and insight and wisdom to understand mysteries. Ability to understand mysteries. Encounters of holy angels of God. Encounters of your cherubs. Encounters of heaven. Shakai Poriyamasa. Let it come, O oh God. Let it come, O oh God. Knowledge that will transcend human ability. When we read the books of man, that we will see behind the veil. We will understand beyond human understanding. Yes, the wisdom of Solomon. Pass beside us, O God. In front of us, O God. And let the wisdom come. Let the knowledge come. 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 Yes, Lord. We bless your name. We bless your name. Now begin to pray for faith. Lord, increase my faith, O God. The Bible says, without faith, no one shall please God. Increase my faith, O 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 God. Increase my faith, Lord Jesus. Increase my faith, Lord Jesus. Tell the Lord, the faith that pleases God. Help me go deep in faith. Lord, help me to really know you. Tell the Lord, open the eyes of my understanding that I may know you better. Open the eyes of my understanding that I may know you better. 
my only wise God, my only true God. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. Tell the Lord, help me to understand the power of your resurrection. Help me to understand the power of your resurrection. Help me to understand the hope of my calling. The hope of my calling. And the riches that you have placed inside me. Open my understanding, O God. Give me full understanding, Lord, of your will for me. Aha, Briande Salakaladar. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name we have prayed. Now let me tell you, we want to pray one more prayer. And then we'll pray for the nations. We're ready together. John 1, 16. From the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after another. The King James Version says, And of His fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. So what He's saying, I lean on the NIV, which is more explanatory in this. From the fullness of His grace, you receive one blessing after another. The life of a Christian should be a progressive blessing. Regardless of the trial we are going through, doors must open for us. Way must be part before us in the midst of the waters. So we're going to tell, tell the Lord Jesus, fill me with your grace and progressive blessing. God promised us that in this year, from this year, it will pour power and wealth into his kingdom on earth. You now remind the Lord, I stand with you. I stand with you in our point of your power and your wealth. So that the ends of the admin may hear the gospel. And tell the Lord, fill me with the fullness of your grace. Shall we begin to pray? Oh Lord our God, we stand in, 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 with you in the covenant you have given to us, made to us, the, the promise you have made, the vision of heaven you have revealed, that you will give power and wealth to the church, that the gospel can go to the ends of the earth, like in the time of the apostles. And Lord, the Bible tells us, from the fullness of your grace, is when we can receive blessing after blessing, Fill us with your grace, O oh God. Fill us with your grace, O oh God. Tell the Lord, fill me with your grace. That I may receive blessing after blessing. Let my life be filled with blessing every day. Every day another blessing. Every day another blessing. Every day another blessing. Father, we pray thee, fullness of your grace, fullness of your grace, let it come upon us, O God, let it come upon us, O God, hey Lord, send your power upon this house. Send your wealth upon this house. 
We give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. You know, you can go on your knees where you are and ask the Lord for anything you want Him to do for you. Your personal request, just speak to the Lord. If you can't kneel down, just by yourself where you are.
Father, we bless your name. Now start thanking God for what you have asked him. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Sovereign Lord, thank you because you have heard us in Jesus' holy name. Now let's rise up together, please.